in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. <laughs> Bryce Hamilton is officially back. <laughs> For a second time. Yes. I'm sorry. That's very, that's very I, strange. I looked at the rundown, and the top thing is Bryce Hamilton is back. I just maybe they did that because it, I didn't because know he left. Wednesday was the final day you could withdraw. Maybe that yes. they were waiting to yes. do it because Wednesday is the final day you could draft from, from the NBA draft. But yes, I thought he was back when like a week ago I saw a picture with him and Lon Kruger at practice. <laughs> so if he's with Lon Kruger at practice in his uniform practicing, I said, you know what, he might be back. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, UNLV tweeted out that Bryce Hamilton is officially back, and it was more of a, huh, I thought we knew that already because Bryce Hamilton's off season, he put his name in the NBA draft, he put his name in the transfer portal. He made an announcement that he was coming back to UNLV, but keeping his name in the transfer or in the uh, excuse me in the NBA draft, NBA draft because he might go pro. And then the withdrawal date was this week, and that's I guess he so. Maybe that was name it. that he withdrew I mean, his yeah, name. Yeah, he withdrew his name and, and is okay. officially back. But like you said, he's been at practice with the been team. Been at practice every like, day. I don't. Did think. you like the graphic with him sitting? Was it like a king chair, like a? Throne? Yeah. Was that what that yeah. was? Put him in. Yeah, he's uh, back. Uh, it's a game of thrones. He's officially back, Ed. Look, it's good for them if he's back. He's a good player. I mean, I I mean they needed him back. I mean, he at this point really is the only one we know can score. So if he wasn't back, we'd really be struggling to find points somewhere. <laughs> hey. So man. I think it's good for Kevin Kruger that he's back, but no, I texted you yesterday. I saw that, and I'm like, am I missing something? I thought this dude's been back for a month. The, the funny thing is I texted Mike Romano like the same thing. Like when I saw it, I was like, what now? Isn't this guy isn't even back? Yeah. I think Romano's already written four stories on him being back. Yeah. Can we get Kofi? I don't care about him. Next question. A Padres reliever hit a grand slam yesterday. In his first, <laughs> in his first major league at bat. <laughs> I thought it was great. Off Max Scherzer yeah. with two outs and two strikes yeah. on a pitch that wasn't in the strike zone. I thought it was great. Did and you it, did you see the reaction from the family? Oh, That was yes. great. That was cool. And and not only was it a home run, it was 107 miles an hour off the bat and went 413 feet. He had a bomb. <laughs> like, he launched this thing yeah. on a two-strike pitch that wasn't in the zone. And you guys are both in favor of the DH. I don't get it. Before the game, I can tell you and be honest, I had no idea who Daniel Camarena was. No, I, I still no don't clue who know was. who he is. But I didn't even tell his... you his name when I told now, you a reliever had a home run. I heard on first Twitter said it was his dad. Then they said it was his brother. But whatever family member was watching and he went crazy and actually kneeled down, he was so emotional about it. I thought that was very cool. I mean, they just, I mean, because you're like, he's sitting there, the kid swings, and this dad or brother, like, rises up because he's, like, trying to film it. And by the way, Padres, get these people better seats. This guy's making his view. They might have been up it's top. It's Daniel like, Campbell. Well, hey, but he's making, I, they okay, was this all his their debut? Money he's a reliever that came in oh. in the third inning of an 8 oh. nothing game. Is, he's clearly the uh, last guy on the roster. <laughs> Got to give him better seats. I thought the reaction was great. Uh, it was, it was great. Now, you know, they're down 8-0, and... Scherzer with an 8-0 lead is in. Scherzer's not now what he was like several years ago, but it's still Max Scherzer with an 8-0 lead. They come back and win 9-8. I didn't like that part about it, 
But I love the reaction by the family. I great. thought that was great. I it's that was awesome. It's one of the best moments of oh, the entire great. year. We will get the, the, more into it at the ni- at 9.45. I do have one complaint, though. He hit that grand slam off Scherzer against the Astros in the 2019 World Series. The Astros only scored four runs in 10 innings against Scherzer. We should have had this damn relief pitcher hitting. God. Where was Daniel Cameron? No, no, remember, you, needed him. you like the DH. I do like the DH. It's much Something better. that didn't, that uh, he overshadowed last night. I think that's the first time this year Darvish got bombed. Probably was. I mean, he yeah. got beat up. It was like six that, earned runs. That, like three. Is a, I, that was. That is a fun point. Darvis versus Scherzer. Yeah. And, and, and the, the biggest night goes to, to Daniel Camarena. <laughs> Happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. Trevor Bowers' administrative leave has been extended seven days. Uh, according to Jeff Passan, it could also be extended again. So Major League Baseball is still uh, investigating what's happened here with Trevor Bauer. He got a first seven days. The second seven days had to be approved by the Players Association. So the, the MLB Players Association approved this second seven-day sort of, hey, Trevor Bauer, you're still getting paid but go away. We don't want you pitching while we're investigating it. But according to Jeff Passan, they can go to like an indefinite indefinite leave for Trevor Bauer. They can put him basically and say, hey, you're just gone until we figure this out. But the Players Association obviously has to agree to that as well. And I'm curious if you're the Players Association, do you agree to one of your players just being gone until Major League Baseball finishes its own investigation? You brought this up last week. Their their responsibilities to the player, right? It is, and that's a fine line you have to walk. People out there might be saying it's not a fine line. Look what he's accused of, but their job, you know, they're the defense attorney in, in retrospect, in terms of their defense attorney saying, "Hey, we represent him. What's in we what we believe in his his best interest." It's a fine line, if, man. If you're the players' association, it's not about Trevor Bauer. It's about future guys. It's about in the future. You don't want Major League well, Baseball. Not, you don't want to set precedent right. where you, you completely agree. Yeah. You don't want Major League right. Baseball to be able Setting. to say, hey, right. this guy can't play until we finish an investigation. Right. And again, it's a Major League Baseball investigation that they can, they can do whatever the hell they want. Now, they can they, take forever. If they say no, if the Players Association say, nope, he's been out two of your seven days, it's not happening, then what's the next step? Would it be up to the Dodgers to say, that's fine, but we internally can suspend him for whatever right. we want? At the, I mean, at that point, Major League Baseball can't. They can't. It'd have to be, it would have to right. be the Dodgers. Or they, Major League Baseball well, could suspend him. They could suspend they him. They could straight yes. up suspend yes. him, but they're not going to do that until they finish their no. investigation or there's some criminal charges or whatever. So in that scenario, it would be up to the Dodgers. And if you're the Dodgers... you can, Well, you can't bring him back. You can't bring him back. Yeah. I mean, until it's done, until right. the investigation's done. You can't say, now we're going to have him pitch because Ooh. the investigation's not done. You can't do that. Yeah, so we got I, all these bobbleheads. I do think <laughs> I do think the ultimate resolution is the players' association does agree and they do allow some sort of indefinite suspension until there's more clarity on this. But again, the problem with that is when is that going to be? Did you think it was a big deal? I mean, it's kind of a sidebar to this, but I saw on Twitter yesterday that Justin Turner, Mookie Betts, um, uh, Chris Taylor, all these unfollowed him on Instagram. Oh, that's my favorite type of reporting. God, I love that so much. They did. I did not see that. No, they did. Okay. No, no, they did. And it was not re- It was not a refuted report. They said, and they listed like eight Dodgers. Um, I think Bueller, Kershaw was on the list where they like, they, and it wasn't just that, Instagram. They just unfollowed him. That may also be one of those, we were looking for a reason. He's our teammate, but we don't like him. 
It could be. He's not a likable. Like even even well, if he's, he's innocent of all charges, he's not a likable no. dude. No. I just I, I hear that, and it's interesting to me to see who's on that list yeah. of. I love that kind of reporting so much. And the funny part is how often it like is well, actually true about yeah. what's about to and happen either in sports. You, either you were Aaron Rodgers unfollowed the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either you were told that. That doesn't mean anything. He hasn't shown up to camp. Either you were told that and went to look and verify it, or as the reporter, you said, hey, I wonder who's following this yeah. guy now. It might be someone just said, hey, did you see these guys unfollowed him? And then it's easy to check, but... I thought that was I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting if he comes back, you know, what will the what will the temperament be in that clubhouse if in two weeks like, you know what, we investigated, we can't prove anything. Like the DA says, I can't we can't prove this. The text's on the other end, it's gonna be hard to convince. He you know, we can't charge him. And then the Dodgers say, Okay, come back. What's gonna what's that gonna be like? You follow him on Instagram. I mean, if Chris Clyburn taught me anything, there are apps that tell you who unfollows you. That is that a is a cut. that is a good joke that I think I'm the only one that gets. Uh, Chris Clyburn, former UNLV basketball player. If you follow him on Twitter, the only thing he ever tweets is that automated Twitter thing when you sign up that'll tell you who unfollowed you. I had no idea. Yeah, about no, that. It, it, it's a great joke by Jared for me. Nobody else gets it, but I enjoyed it. Is it true? What? Can you see who unfollows you? Yeah, you can put you can sign your Twitter account up for a service, and it it will tell you who unfollows you. Have to pay? You. I don't think no. so. But oh, no. service, I thought. I mean, but, they're, they're selling your data either right. way. They're selling your data, and they will tweet out once a week, six people unfollowed me. And, yeah. Do they say who they are? Uh, I think the person who has the account can see it, but okay. the actual tweet doesn't. But, yeah. I I don't know. I'm sure people unfollow me all the time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. I'm over for 2 on jokes. No, that was a good one, Just, but just for me. We're doing a radio show for the listeners, not for you and me. But, yeah. So, yeah, you are over for 2. Uh, Coors Light is making a special beer made with the ice from the Stanley Cup final. Uh, it goes right to the mind on Kucherov in terms of this. Will he be the taster? Will he, will he be the Would you drink that? What time of night is it, and where am I? They I mean, <laughs> they like spit. it's three a.m. You're on Bourbon Street. They yeah, spit yeah, yeah, and yeah. like launch snot rockets on the ice the entire there game. Are the dude's teeth. I don't. Somebody lost a tooth. Well, and here's the thing: it's it, you do this, and where's the market value? I mean, I mean, Tampa. Maybe they're completely crazy about this team, and I'm sure they'd buy it all up. But outside of that state, outside of city. Also, Who, who's buying it? It's also Coors Light. Well, that's and that's the best point. It's Coors Light. So when I go and get Coors Light, I don't really look at the the box to say is it the certain kind of Coors Light. It's just like it's Coors Light. You just take it, knowing what it's gonna be. I mean, it's not like it's just you know really high end IPAs like oh I got to get that. It's Coors Light. So it's like if it was made with water from ice or water from like you know the Lotus Studios. I don't know what it is. It, just it's Coors Light. Coors Light is you got to the checkout and you went wait why did that ring up that amount? Oh I I thought I was getting Natty Light. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it sounds disgusting. Well, it doesn't sound good, but it's you know it's Coors Light. It's not going to be good either way. Yeah. It's Coors Light. Long pause to realize if Coors is a sponsor of this radio station. I don't think it is. I mean, hey, it, that's the fastest way to change our opinion. <laughs> Not anymore, they aren't. <laughs> it literally tastes like carbonated well water. Great question. Thank you.
Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa will skip the All-Star game. Carlos Correa said yesterday he wants to spend time with his pregnant wife. Jose Altuve said he wants to rest his leg. I think they're just avoiding getting booed. Do you? Yeah. I, I mean, the pregnant wife is like, the you way get four he days. described it. She's not having a baby. No, she's but just pregnant four at the days moment. with her. I guess it also depends on how far along she is. If You know, she's like He's eight months ready to go. That's like, you know, you, you, you probably want to spend time with her given when it's over, you're going to be on the road again. They got paternity. The Astros just had a guy go on the paternity list to go home and see his son I, be born. And They've been booed all year. I know, but. It's like saying, it's like, this is at a National League park. This is a nationally parking in Colorado. Who's going to be booed the most? One in on him. Jose Altuve was going to be booed the most. I think the Dodgers would be booed the most. They always are. Well, now that all the Astros well, I mean, I'm are just saying, so, like you expect getting booed. Like you, you know, you're going to get booed. Well, what when I mean, you buy a championship, I mean, I don't know. Asterisk. You know this is is Altuve's leg that bad? I have no idea. I don't know he's hurt. He's been playing. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's had like two days off in like three months, so. <laughs> Maybe no, that's why his leg's sore. Maybe. Am, am I a total sap for believing, like, that, like, Correa is sitting there, like, I want to see, like, you know, it took us so long, and it's just so nice to but see that. But the baby's not belly. being born yet. I know, but it just was so okay, sweet right, when he was Ed, talking. Ed, your wife doesn't listen to the show, right? She doesn't know where I'm at. True or false. <laughs> listen to the show. True or false, you wanted to spend time with your wife when she was pregnant. Well, but... Oh, man. <laughs> What if, I she, wanted, what if she listens to no, the podcast? I wanted to have a workable phone to where I could get the text that you might want to come home now. <laughs> well, now, I will say this, though. This, the, second, the second one was much easier because the first one... You got a pager. The first one, we didn't know when he was going to he was coming. He was, you know, we didn't know what date. We had a due date, but I think he was, like, pretty much around that. The next one we planned out because it was a C-section. You can plan that. It's like, hey, on this date, we're coming in. It's like, okay. So that one, I didn't have to hang around at all. I just had to be ready that day. It's like, hey, Jimmy, <laughs> hey, boss, I need next Wednesday off. I'm having a child. The first one, I had to spend a little more time because you didn't know. It was like, the, you know, you had to flip a coin. When's he come? The second one, I'm like, I think I might have seen her for the first time at the hospital. Like, <laughs> Did you make it? Because I did. I'm here. Where is she? So, yeah, it all depends on if it's planned or not planned. So, if this guy's wife is like having a C section and they know what date it is, I don't know why he's skipping the All Star game. Right. Ed, Ed was actually homeless during those nine months because <laughs> she took all the credit cards and he went, all right. All right. Coming up next, we'll get to the Raiders because guess who's back to try out? It's Chad Ochocinco. Is Tyler a know-it-all? Can you prove him wrong? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678. To me, I wanted him to know, like, like everyone knows I'm a faithful man. Yes. I, I believe a certain way. In this kind of, That doesn't change the fact that I love this man. Right. That doesn't change the fact that I'm going to treat this guy different. Like, I, I, there's people that think different things about everything. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that uh, I get to treat you different than I treat somebody else. Like, because in this country, we've seen that if you don't agree, you must hate each other. Yeah. And I right. said, I said, I said, man, bro, I want you to know this. I told Carl this, and I'll share it. I said, bro, if no one else has your back and no one else will talk to you, I will. I said, I love you, bro, and I'm here for you. And he's like, thank you, dude. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. That was Derek Carr on the show Brother from Another talking about Carl Nassib. Uh, he also said in there, because there there was 
a couple days that went by after Carl Nassib came out as gay, where Derek Carr hadn't said anything on social media, and there was a little bit of pressure on Derek Carr to tweet something. He never did, but he did, you know, pass a message along through the media. But he did say in there he didn't think it was necessary. He needed to tweet something because he had already called and talked to Carl Nassib. So he didn't think, yeah, I need to send out a tweet. He's like, I already talked to the guy in person. So I'll completely support Carr in that realm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just, it's not our business what oh, he yeah. does in that sense. So if he doesn't want to tweet it, that's his prerogative. Absolutely. And if he wants to text the guy and talk to the guy, none of that is anyone's oh. business at all. Also, he doesn't tweet anything interesting anyway. Right. So, like, like I mean, why it, are we, like, holding yeah. our breaths like, <laughs> we need Derek Carr to tweet something? The last interesting thing he tweeted, he was wearing that vest the same day that people were storming the Capitol. Yeah. And it was like, ooh. Well, <laughs> ooh. they... You're, you're right, and I remember, you know, the Darren day... Darren is the one who tweets yes. interesting things. The day that Nassib came out as gay, what was the very first, you know, people had their reaction to it, but you, we all saw it. The very first thing, because Carr is very outspoken about his Christian faith, is what will he say? Like, yeah. what what is going to be his response, given his faith and how outwardly spoken he is? He, there's very, I mean, look, there's very few Zooms when he doesn't at least give some impression of how of his faith, which is fine, and whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, that you're right. I mean, so many people. What's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? It's not your business. What he's gonna say, and it's certainly not his business if he doesn't want to tweet it. If he wants to call this guy and have a conversation with him or text him, that's his prerogative. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think it was very important for Derek Carr because he's the quarterback, because he is the you know de facto captain of this team. Very important for him to talk to Carl Nass. No, right? yeah, you have personally, the first, ver- yeah, the first guy who's going to be an active player. That's yes, out that's openly gay in yes. the NFL. You want your cap? You want right? The, yeah, I don't know if he's either captain, but I mean, yeah, yeah. It maybe is. But the, I don't want him to. He, he right. has to be the one. He like there needs to be there should be some conversation, conversation yeah. there, and but that but that's it. It should be a conversation should be between them, right? I, I if I'm Carl Nassib, I'd rather have the call from Derek Carr than oh he tweeted right. We love you, bro, or whatever right. the hell he would have tweeted, or right. something like that. So, yeah. yeah, I would rather have the call, anyways. Now, on Chad Ocho Cinco, <laughs> on to the important yes, stuff. Because transition. He tweeted <laughs> yesterday a picture of Allegiant Stadium saying he was here to try out for the Raiders. Now, he did this last season as well, yeah. where he said he was going to try out for the Raiders. And I did he ever even try out? I don't even know if he's in Vegas. <laughs> Maybe he gets these he, pictures off the internet. Here. I I don't know. I, I thought, put it this way, if this was any, and you might have seen it more than I did, I didn't. If this was any level of legit, wouldn't we have seen more response from people around or who cover that team? Oh, yes, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that you know, yes. that you would see like, oh, yes, he's there. You this is the cover tri- this team, and you didn't <laughs> respond. I don't know. Again, I know, I'm not even sure I believe he's here. It might be just a picture he saw. He, so, yeah, I didn't see. Did you? Are we just gonna get Chad Ochocinco pictures of just like a of a random bush that are just gonna be? Hey, uh, game day. I'm in Summerlin. I I saw. I waited for follow ups to the tweet that I'm here to trap for the Raiders from people I respect and trust who cover the team. I'm not sure I saw anything. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, okay, these guys, <laughs> these people would know if this is legitimate or not, right? I mean, based- he's, just, uh, he's just outside Gruden's house just being like, come on, coach, let me try out. Based on his Twitter account, he is here for the McGregor uh, Poirier. Okay. Fight. 
and he might have just tweeted that as a joke. Although I want him to try out. It'd be great if he, he did. He tried to give AB his, uh, his, his helmet. helmet. Yes, he is so desperate to help the Raiders. He wants to be a part of this team. The bigger problem with Chad Ochocinco, though. He can teach somebody to get their feet in bounds. The bigger problem with him, though, is that last year he did this whole I want to try out for the Raiders thing and then ended up tweeting out some praise to Damon Arnett. Oof. saying that Damon Arnett yes. was was yes. working hard and Damon Arnett was going to be a good player. And Damon Arnett was not a good player last year. Right. So that might be the bigger issue here is that Chad Ochocinco's talent evaluation is about as good as Mike Mayock and the Raiders. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything real to this. I'm, I'm going, I'm re I'm re going through Twitter feeds of people. I know cover the team and respect. And I don't think I've seen one person even even acknowledge that the tweet was sent out of him in front of Allegiant Stadium or whatever. So if he's here for the fight and he thought it'd be funny, okay. Max Crosby was down there for the uh, press conference yesterday. There was a lot of things on social media with Max Crosby because he's a huge UFC fan. So maybe this is what this is about. Everyone's jacked up for the McGregor fight. Uh, we'll talk to Heidi Fang in a few minutes about that, but I don't think there's anything to this. Good tease. I'm. Uh, he retweeted the Bengals tweeting out when he kicked the extra point. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, what a... That's so great. We need to ban kickers just so other players have to kick I'm, the extra point. We, I know we've talked about this a lot. I know, but it's still my favorite thing. If you score, yes, you have to be like you have to keep the same personnel out there. I I agree with this. It would be it would be very fun that if you score, you have to kick the extra point. Oh man, it's it's just it's the greatest extra point in the in the history of the game. Could be Tebow. That Did, was was didn't it, uh, in Sue try one and miss. Are you serious? I think so. I'm on it. How did we not meet? How did we not see that film? Well, it was it's it was a few years ago. It wasn't like last year with Tampa. It wasn't like in the NFC Championship game. Arians is far too good of a coach for that. <laughs> but I think I, I don't remember. He's been on like a hundred teams. I I think their kicker got hurt, and Indomitian Sue was like, "Well, he grew up, was he, he the one who volunteered? Well, he grew up. He like grew up playing soccer. Okay, like, when all right, he was, okay." When he was at Nebraska and throwing right, okay. everyone around. In 2010, when the Lions were 2-5, and five, their kicker got hurt, and he apparently tried the extra point. Yeah. Because like, like when he was at Nebraska, and he was like the best player in college football as a defensive tackle. Oh, like, God, he was mm-hmm. so good. All the stories about him were like, well, he's got unbelievable footwork because he grew up playing he played soccer. soccer. And then he just got so well, big that they were like, you can't really play soccer right. at your size. So he went to football. And so, yeah, he probably was like, I, I kicked a soccer ball until I was 13, coach. And then well, I was 6'5", 250 pounds. And I wonder if the, if the kicker got hurt during the game. Yes, yes, because at yeah. that point you're going to take anyone who raises oh, their hand. Yeah. Like if it's a whole week, the guy gets hurt on Monday. By Sunday, you have a new kicker yes. in the sign. This is like Jimmy just fell down. We've got 30 seconds. Who can kick? And Sue yes. goes, I can. It's like, all right, go out there. <laughs> and right. then, and <laughs> then it's like, no, over the bar, over the bar. Ah, oh, God. Uh, but I'm I'm on board. I don't for think Ocho Cinco's. I think Ocho Cinco's uh, here for the fight and. Good for him, but I I didn't I I waited after that because the guys who cover this team are really good, and I waited after that picture. I thought within two minutes there'd be oh he's trying out or you know he's here and nothing ever happens. Yeah. I'm like I don't think this is happening. Uh, okay, I can't remember who it was, but somebody a wide receiver complained about his Madden rating, and they Madden the official account came out and went, well we're sorry you're not that good of a kicker, 
and they like showed video of just over and over again of this wide receiver missing simulated extra points, and the key responded, "You've never seen me kick." I'm here for Jared's rule change. Whoever scores this touchdown yes. kicks the. Oh, it'd be kind of funny. Also, be hilarious. Chad Ochocinco. Maybe he's here to try out and take Daniel Carlson's job. Oh, God. He'll be the kicker, not the wide receiver. He, uh, I can't, that can't he happen. Can Carlson, a, so Carlson's one of the good players. <laughs> he's one of the he's players player. that I can't get on. He's a good player. Well, we can't get the long snapper. We can't get the guy who actually snaps the ball to the guy who holds the ball for him to kick. <laughs> I have, Never mind the guy who actually kicks. I have more faith you could get Chad Ochocinco than you could the long snapper. It's true. I mean, if I say, hey, we're going to only talk about the fact that you're almost a semi-professional FIFA player, yeah, I'm sure he'll come on. All right, coming up next, Heidi Fang joins us. Want to be part of the show? Call the Press Box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678 and leave your opinion. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM. Joining us now from the Review Journal is Heidi Fang. Heidi, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Hello. 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 <laughs> That's Ed Graney. You Hello. said that like you were just talking to her like two minutes ago. I, just, I wouldn't have well, guessed it was Ed. I, I don't know if I was talking to her, but I'm sure I was texting her and Cassie about something. Oh, uh, real quick. Uh, before we even get this started, is Ed the dad of the Review Journal sports department? <laughs> I, I look at him as a colleague and a peer. <laughs> He's an <the> equal. <laughs> colleague. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Right. But yeah, in many ways, he is the uh, shepherd of the herd. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough for us. I need a staff. Yeah. Walking around with that shepherd. <laughs> all those, uh, being a shepherd. Actually, Heidi, was, was Chad Ochocinco at the press conference yesterday? Oh, yeah, he was. Okay. He, uh, in fact, asked Connor a question about the odds and he if he'd take himself as an underdog. What? Yeah. He got to ask a question? It's the UFC. Wow. I mean, okay. Right. Who's who's the moderator there? <laughs> Chad, next question. Chad. <laughs> uh, okay. So I want to, before we get into the fight itself, I heard Dana White in an interview yesterday. I thought, and look, I know about hyping fights. I get all that. But he said to the, you know, that if Connor wins and he, he wins this third fight uh, um, against Poy and he's the man, that he just thinks it's just the beginning, like a revival. I he, Look, he's gotten one win in five years. Is that just hyping the fight? I mean, how much, even if he wins, do you believe he either has left or he's even interested given kind of his out-of-octagon financial business dealings he's done so well in? Well, I think that he still's got that fire, obviously, or he wouldn't have come back for this trilogy with Dustin. I think that it's more than just being about money for Connor, and I think it always. I think that with all the bravado that he flaunts and puts forward, that he's always wanted to come out of this game being on top and not being thought of as a guy that's only won a fight and one, you know, one of those in the past five years. So for him, it's a huge step to be able to get up there and and make uh, this happen for himself and to kind of leave a legacy after being a simultaneous two-division champion in the UFC and being the first to do it. I think if you don't leave on a high note, a lot of people might not remember that. <laughs> so it, I think it has to do with legacy. I think it has to do with, you know, proving that he still has some staying power in the UFC. And absolutely, the UFC will want to see Connor come out on top. Well, so how long do you think he has left, as, as you say, proving he has staying power? Like, how long do you think he has left as a high-end fighter? 
Yeah, I, I would go two years top as a high-end fighter because I think after that, it's you probably just, I mean, right now he's just living off a name recognition. So if you think, you know, if he doesn't win this and then he goes, you know, only one fight in the last six years, then you don't have much to market with him except for that personality, which yesterday felt a little forced at the press conference, if you get my opinion on that. And I felt like he was kind of recycling some old material and, you know, trying really, really hard to get in Dustin's head. But Dustin's just like, yeah, I'm over this. And, and you know, when you see that on stage with Conor McGregor, then he's going to lose all his marketability if he can't get into the heads of a fighter. It, it's, it's really important. Is the UFC the best or the worst sport because the over analysis of how they looked in the press conference two days before the fight? <laughs> You know, I technically like to wait up until the weigh-in, which is going to happen here at the UFC Apex in a little bit. I like to wait then. That's the true test for me. Is I like to see how a fighter's cut weight. I like to see what they look like after a cut because that can be the most grueling part of the sport that really doesn't have as much focus on it as the weigh-in. I mean, as the uh, press conference does. So, yeah, I, I think it's kind of one of those things that obviously the press conference is for show and to sell the tickets, but... Once you get past that, it comes down to the real physicality of it and how much stamina a guy can have if he's had a poor weight cut. So that's for, always been, for me, one of the true tests. When he was knocked out in the second by Poye, and it was a first loss in 13-year MMA career, uh, MMA career where Poye stopped in the second round, did you believe it was lack of motivation or that his technical skills had dropped? Technical skills, definitely. And I think for Connor, it's been a huge jump for him to bring his camp out to L.A. I'd like to hope that he brought out a bunch of different sparring partners that can help elevate his level right now. Because I think what happened with Connor is people figured him out. He kind of plateaued and he hasn't really been able to get into the evolution of the game as some of these fighters have done so well, like Dustin, for example. Dustin left Louisiana when he knew he needed to elevate his game and he didn't have the tools to do it at the camp he was at in Louisiana and he moved over to Florida to be with the American top team. And now he's just been on this tear ever since he's been working with his head coach, Mike Brown, who used to fight in the WEC years ago. And he's just a mastermind at developing key game plans for opponents. And it's really worked well, as you saw in the last fight with Poirier and Connor. I know you just told us you like to wait until, you know, they make weight and everything, but you think Connor can actually win this? No, I'm giving it to Poirier. I think this is Poirier's fight. I think he takes a two and one in the trilogy, and I think he gets it done with a submission in the third round. Wow. Look at you. You're in the, you don't believe in Connor McGregor. Does Connor McGregor know you've dissed him this much and this long? <laughs> you might not get the interview you want. You know, I hope not because he actually follows me on but <laughs> Really? <laughs> we'll see. He follows yeah, you? Yeah. Who's your most yeah. famous follower? I don't know if it's... I have Devin Sawa. He's making a new film of... Bruce what? Bruce. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rex Chapman follows me. I've always been proud of that, you know, Blocking eh, Charge follow. Follows all of us. And then uh, I, I've got a... Uh, let's see, I'm thinking who else? Amy no. Trapp follows me. That's pretty big from the CEO of the Raiders. I think mine's uh, Keith Olbermann. He used to be a, uh ECW wrestler. No, you're going down the line. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Devin Swallow. Oh, my God. Yeah, you should have just stopped there. This Now it's getting Conor McGregor. From Final Conor Destination? Conor McGregor, yeah, right. that's big. Better question. Yeah, Final Destination. Better question. Who's the most famous person that's blocked you? Ooh. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know who's blocked me, to be honest. I never really went and looked. 
to see, but I know there is one fighter that blocks me. Oh, really? It's Tony Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Wow, he's me. a pretty well known fighter. Yeah, and I, it what'd was you do? Because I wrote a. <laughs> what'd you do? I I quote read it, retweeted a tweet because he had just done an interview about why he writes every letter capitalized in the front of every word. You know, <laughs> and then um, he didn't do it in one tweet. And so I, I quote retweeted it, and I said, "What happened to all caps?" But I did it by capitalizing each letter at the beginning. It's a good tweet. I, no, you get, you get a little salty me. there, Fang. I, I like this. No, 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 no. That is not salty. Come that on. is excellent. That is, that is excellent. That, that, is, that, is, that is a very good tweet. That is worth getting blocked for. That is absolutely worth getting blocked for. I like that one a lot. Um, okay. We need a Cassie Soto story. She's joining us in about an hour. What should we make fun of her about? And we will not tell her that you told us. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to think because I really don't have anything since the SD card that she outed me for and said that I stole. I did not steal the SD card. I told her I was borrowing it. And then a pandemic happened, and I hadn't seen her. So it was, like, in my wallet for years. I was just stowing it away for good keeping, and then she goes and comes out and says, I stole her card. Do you, do you believe she's the biggest freeloader in sports? Ooh. She did tell me how to get free tickets to the San Diego Zoo and other amusement parks <laughs> using my Wait. media credential. Cassie Soto knows how to sneak into the San Diego Zoo? Yes, she said that she's never paid for tickets to the San Diego Zoo or any other amusement park. Like Disneyland? Away. Never paid for Disneyland, she said. How have I been missing that? No, I don't know it. Because you're an honest that. person. That is true. I'm an honest person. Yeah, but not the wife. If I told the wife, we'd be there on Saturday if we're getting in that place free. You know Bonnie. Oh, Mostly because you need your Saturdays off. That's true. Wow. Green fan just said you could, too, have a vacation saving $1,000 in ticket prices. I think you should go. Yeah. Uh, so coming up at 930, I'm going to find out how to get into Disneyland for free. That's yeah. going to be very important. Um uh, did you talk Cassie out of bringing donuts to Raiders practice? Yes. I told her I thought it would be cheesy. <laughs> I'll, I will, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. At any point, if you believe that it might be teetering the line of uh, journalism or VGK media, you will text yeah. me and say, is this cross line? And you and I will have a discussion about it. Cassie never does. She just jumps over the line. <laughs> She just jumps over the line uh, yeah. as a fan of Raiders.com. I don't think you should be bringing donuts for everybody right. when you're coming as a media member. Right. It's like if you're going to hang out with a bunch of friends, sure. But, like, you know, it's like taking the cookies out of the press box. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You were at uh, the Allegiant Stadium, like, food <laughs> testing thing, right? Yes. Yes. Did you get to eat any of the food, or were you like Cassie and had nothing to eat because you were too busy the whole time? No, I ate one thing um, after the fact, though. I put it aside for myself because it was a long day for me, and I needed to eat something. So. Did, you, did you bring a plus one? Yeah, that's the best question. Did no. you bring a plus one? No. <laughs> she was the only one who brought somebody, and we all love Los. He's a great guy. But she uh, she had to be the only media member who chose to then bring someone with her, which I don't even think was allowed. <laughs> yeah, she did it. Uh, it was a... It, you know, he got to see everything. He lived, lived the dream that day, so he was really excited. He got a behind-the-scenes tour of Allegiant and everything else. He's a good man. I never which, met Lowe's before. It's my first time. Which I don't think so. that was allowed either. <laughs> like, he was not only allowed to eat the food, he was, certainly wasn't allowed to, like, he's go just, in the locker room. He was just wandering he's the just, stadium. Lowe's is just wandering around. He's on like, the 50-yard line. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, well. Yeah, they said they said they were going to take everybody that had come, you know, that was, a, I think, a VIP ticket holder on this tour. So all of a sudden, we're just, next thing you know, following the, the tail end of a tour. <laughs> wow. Did any other media member bring a plus one to this food tasting? Negative. <laughs> Not a single one. There's nobody it's I met amazing that day how many, from the media, but it's amazing, everyone worked amazing. and, in fact, left before the tour. <laughs> Soto just breaks rules left oh, and right. It's great. My God. It's great. Especially well, when you work for the team that she does, Raiders.com. I mean, you'd think she'd be like above board. <laughs> well, I worked for Raiders.com. Yes, yeah. it's good. It's great. Well, yeah. she's Heidi Fang from the Review Journal. Heidi, we appreciate Thanks, this Thanks, Heidi. I hope it gave you some fuel, gentlemen. Have oh, a yeah. great day. <laughs> and trust us, we will not say you did it. Of course, if you trust us. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> you, you've made a mistake to begin with. Uh, the only round. person to take a plus one. You know when, because we get those like invites into our email, hey, the Raiders doing this, Raiders doing this. I've never seen, this isn't like a wedding. Right. Like, this isn't a wedding right. reception where at the bottom they say, like, plus, plus one, one or who you're bringing... That's never happened. So Soto just assumed, well, it's, I'm Cassie Soto. I'm going to bring someone with me. It's like, gonna, you're not allowed to do that. I'm going to bring my dad. Yes. That doesn't work with, with the media official invitation. Oh, it's great. Oh, oh it's phenomenal. All right. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to get into some soccer. There's a lot of soccer this weekend. Good soccer. Just don't let it come home.